0: This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson. Today we're looking at problems in special ed world, and I'm going to focus on segregated reading instruction. Normal disclaimer, this podcast addresses issues in special ed world In this podcast, I'm not referring to any particular school, school district, university, or teacher preparation program. I'm addressing issues within the larger field of special education, which is known as special ed world. So let's look at segregation and inclusion. Both segregated and inclusive classrooms are used to meet the learning needs of students identified as having a disability or being a struggling reader. Each of these is examined here. First, segregated classrooms. Segregated instruction is any instruction that occurs outside the general education classroom. Segregated instruction could include full-time placement in a special education classroom, it could also involve some sort of pull-out services where students are pulled out of the general education classroom for specialized, and that's in quote, specialized instruction for part of the day or for single subject areas. And this usually takes place in a special education resource room. Now, at one time, It was thought that smaller class sizes and additional adult resources found in a segregated special education classroom would enable teachers here to provide individualized instruction that would meet the special needs of each student. It was thought as well, I thinkisms, that this would lead to improved learning outcome for these students. But this is not the case. It turns out that educational outcomes are more often diminished rather than enhanced in segregated special education settings. This is because students in segregated special education settings frequently do not receive the same quality of education as students in general education classrooms. Also, the instruction here is neither individualized nor appropriate, and we're going to look at reading instruction. To illustrate, I'm going to examine specifically reading instruction. Within the special education system, within the special ed world, Approximately eighty-five percent of all the students receive some sort of specialized in quotes reading instruction. The problem, however, is that students within special ed world rarely experience accelerated reading. This may be because they rarely get improved access to expert reading instruction. Students in special education resource rooms are taught instead by special education teachers and not reading specialists. Being a direct instruction specialist does not make one a reading specialist. A special education teacher is not a reading specialist. Why? The general orientation and the initial teacher preparation requirements are much different. These differences are reflected in the number and types of standards required by national accreditation organizations. Significantly fewer standards related to literacy instruction are required for pre-service special education teachers than for pre-service elementary education teachers. As well, the standards required by the Council for Exceptional Children for special education teachers focuses on assessment, data collection, behavior management, and direct instruction. There are no required CEC standards that focus specifically on developing students' ability to create meaning with print, and that's what reading is. As a result, the specialized reading instruction provided in special education settings is too often a one-size-fits-all program or method that relies primarily on direct instruction of low-level reading subskills. And while direct instruction is effective for learning low-level skills, it is extremely ineffective for developing high-level thinking, for understanding complex concepts, and for acquiring sophisticated skills. And when direct instruction is overused to teach low-level reading sub-skills, students have few, if any, opportunities to read good books, to engage in social interaction around good books, or to develop complex thinking. In other words, if only low-level skills are taught in special education classrooms... Only low-level learning occurs. Imagine that. In an inclusive classroom, instruction for students with special learning needs occurs within the general education classroom setting. Here, the teacher differentiates a common curriculum to meet the special learning needs of all students. An extensive literature review by Peterson and Heidi found that when compared to students in segregated settings, students in inclusive classrooms encounter greater academic expectations, encounter a richer learning environment, more effective teaching strategies, and more exposure to modeling by more able peers, all of which enhance learning also in inclusive classroom settings the social and emotional outcomes are better and there is greater achievement of iep goals when compared to that segregated special education classroom now simply putting students with special learning needs in a general education classroom does not make it an inclusive classroom And just putting a special education teacher in a general education classroom as a co-teacher also does not make it an inclusive classroom. Instead, inclusive classrooms are those in which the classroom teachers have the knowledge and skills necessary to make inclusive teaching successful. That means they have a variety of multi-level teaching strategies for differentiating a common curriculum. These could be things like universal design for learning, contract learning, tiered assignments, workshopped approaches for reading and writing, learning centers, goal setting, curriculum compacting, flexible grouping, workstations, jigsaw, project-based learning, Interest groups, shared reading, close reading, and menus. Things like this. These are all multi-level teaching strategies, which, by the way, you're not going to master in four semesters of any teacher preparation program. This points to the need for continued professional development for teachers. Now, in effective inclusive classrooms... There are three elements necessary to be effective. The first element is having an optimal number of students in the classroom. This number varies, of course. In general, preschool through grade one should have a maximum of 12 to 15 students. Grades two and above a maximum of 20 students. Smaller class sizes enable the special learning needs of more students to be addressed within the inclusive general education classroom. You cannot have effective inclusive instruction or it's extremely hard with 28 to 35 students in a classroom. The second element necessary for effective inclusive classrooms is knowledgeable and skilled teachers. Again, this means continued professional development opportunities for teachers. The goal here would be to enhance teachers' knowledge of and ability to use a variety of multi-level teaching strategies. And the third element for effective inclusive classrooms is time to adequately plan, have conversations with other teachers, reflect and revise. Now some believe that effective teaching is simply a matter of buying the right program or product, taking it out of the box, reading the instructions, and then implementing it with fidelity. However, students are not standardized products. Communities, schools, classrooms, and teachers are not all the same. Every pedagogical strategy program, method, or curriculum needs to be adopted and adapted to meet the unique learning needs of real-life students. And for this, time is necessary. This has been the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, as always, Dr. Andy Johnson.